This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. Meetings suck, right? Don't meetings suck? You know you're thinking the same thing. You know you are. Well, maybe not. Maybe not if you've implemented some of the things that I'm going to talk about in this episode to make meetings not suck. Quite a task, isn't it? Not really. It's actually pretty simple. Uh, People actually, when done correctly, people love meetings. You can get a lot done in a very, very short period of time and have everyone feel like they're contributing if the meeting's done correctly. So how do we do that? How do we make meetings not suck? Welcome to Smooth Operator. So good to have you on today's episode of the show. And if you are an operator or visionary CEO with a team, you have meetings as part of what you do. And if you don't, dude, how are you operating? How are you surviving? I love meetings. I love having a consistent schedule of meetings, knowing what my week looks like, being able to jump on calls and get things done and communicate things. And I have a system for doing that. And it's called the the meeting cadence. And it gives your team structure. Because people actually like structure. People love structure. People thrive within structure. Even if people say they don't. Everyone likes structure, guys. So get yourself over that false belief right now that people don't enjoy structure. People love structure. So how are you going to give it to them? So the first thing to make meetings not suck is make sure they're pre-scheduled. Make sure they're on some kind of a shared team calendar and they are pre-scheduled and pre-communicated that people know a meeting is coming up and they know what's going to be discussed in that meeting. They know what the meeting's for. Be open book on that and have it in a place where everyone can see it. Everyone can then plan their day accordingly. Plan their week accordingly. No, it doesn't mean everyone has to be on the meeting. You shouldn't have every meeting be an all skate. Uh, it shouldn't be that way. So the only people that need to be on the meeting are the people that need to be on the meeting. And you know, share the results with the whole team if you wish. But it doesn't mean everyone needs to be there, especially if they don't have a thing to contribute to that. So limit meetings to those that are supposed to be there, those that need to be there. And then if there are any outcomes from the meeting that impact everyone, do communicate those. But it doesn't mean they have to be in the room. Someone wanting to be in a meeting just to know what's going on, that's not a reason. Don't do it. Don't fall for that crap. Bring people on the meeting that need to be on the meeting. And when you're scheduling, make it a consistent schedule. So if you need to meet with a certain department every week, plan it and get it on the schedule and have it on the schedule every single week. So people can count on that. It doesn't mean you don't have the ability to cancel a meeting if nothing is needed to be discussed. But having it on the schedule versus fitting one in at the last minute, is it's much preferred to have it on the schedule be able to cancel it versus the other way. So make it consistent. Make sure you're working from an agenda. Make sure you have talking points that you want to go over and decision points that need to be made in the process of that meeting. Do not walk into a meeting without an agenda. Otherwise, how do you know what you're going to talk about? Okay? And make sure that agenda is public. 
You can have your private notes that you need to address. Like, I'm not saying you got to open up, open door on everything. There's certain talking points you want to get through related to an agenda item. Have those separate. But the agenda needs to be public. It needs to be communicated well ahead of the meeting because then you give your team and everyone that's attending the meeting time to consider the position. They don't feel like they're being surprised with something that's coming up during a meeting. They don't feel hoodwinked, especially if it's big decisions that have to happen. You know, they have time to consider before ever jumping in. I'm a, I'm a huge lover of agendas. Also, having the agenda be like a drop-off point. So what I'll frequently do, if a team member brings me a suggestion, it's like, hey, I have this cool idea for this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, great, put it in the agenda. Put it in the agenda. I, don't, I can't deal with it right now. We're going to deal with it on the meeting, but put it in the agenda so that way we know we're going to deal with it on the meeting. This does two things for you guys. I love, this is one of the coolest discoveries I ever made um, in dealing with people and managing people. And it's so cool for two reasons. A, it releases you from the obligation of having to answer a question right then and there. It allows you the opportunity to consider it, consider their positioning, consider how it impacts you or the rest of the company for the appropriate time to discuss it. It also provides that outlet for the person that needs to discuss it with you. You're providing that outlet, providing that place for them to put their idea. So they're not bottling it up inside. They don't feel like they're being ignored. They feel like they're contributing at their highest level and their ideas are being heard, but they're not feeling the need to do it in the flow of things but they're able to do it right then and there. So get, get where that, get where that's kind of cool because it, it, it really makes a difference in allowing people's mental health and their focus. Cause imagine they have this idea of running around in their head for like three, four days and they, Oh, I can't forget this. I got to keep this on my mind. You're releasing them from that. Now they can go back to being focused. Dude, it's huge. It's huge. I also like to make my agendas rolling, meaning it's a single Google Doc and we're just building on top of it. And why do we do that? So we can look back at what happened in previous meetings and decisions that were made. So have that agenda pre-scheduled, pre-released to everyone on the team. And then outright communicate that like, hey, guys, we're having a meeting tomorrow on whatever the marketing plan or this new product launch we're doing, please fill out any items that you want to discuss in the agenda. Have it done today. If it's not on the agenda, we're not talking about it. Oh, something new came up that's not on the agenda. Let's talk about it next week. All these are great ways to make meetings not suck, right? (laughs) You're letting everyone work from a place of predictability, consistency, and being able to feel like they're not being hoodwinked, being able to consider their positioning, consider any input they would have without feeling like they have to do it right then and there. You give people time to consider things. Meetings should always, always be time-bound. We're going to meet, we're going to meet for 30 minutes. If we get done early, great, but we won't go a minute past 30. 
There's some pressure right there, right? If you set their meeting time and the duration of the meeting. Now, it doesn't have to be every meeting, uh, especially between leadership. If you have to do open-ended meetings, those happen too. They're very rare, but make sure your normal meetings are time-bound and they don't go over. Otherwise, you're just opening the door to all sorts of craziness happening. Both sides where people will either take too long or they'll elongate what they're saying to make it take the time that they're perceiving it should take. If a meeting only has to be 30 minutes, make it 30 minutes. If it only has to be 10, make it 10. Time Time bound them and then work within those time bounds. And don't let them go over. This deals right on with Parkinson's Law, which if you haven't heard of it, Parkinson's Law states that we will always make a task take the time that we give to it. So if you give yourself a full day to record a podcast episode, you're going to take the full day. If you say, here's my podcasting hour, I'm going to script up and record an episode in an hour and get it ready for publishing, you're going to get it done in an hour. Okay, these apply to meetings as well. So make them take as long as they need to, but not one second longer. The final thing is really just make sure chit-chat is limited. So I like to start meeting if I'm the one leading the meeting, and it doesn't always have to be you leading the meeting, the crazy thing called delegation. Whoever is in charge of the meeting, everyone knows who's in charge of the meeting. Everyone knows who the boss is on that meeting and who's calling the shots, so... They start it by just maybe asking, hey, how's everyone doing today? And about a minute and a half later, you say, okay, let's jump in. Limit that chit-chat. And not only does it waste time, but if you're anything like me, I'm like, dude, just shut up. Let's go. Come on. I'm busy. I got stuff going on, and I really don't care about whatever. If you can have plenty of places for chit-chat within a team, it just needs to have its place. It's not to be extended during a meeting. So I like to do chit-chat kind of bound where there's like a little chit-chat at the beginning and then you allow for some at the end if and only if there's time. But when it's at the end and there's time and two people want to chit-chat about something, you got to bounce. Well, there's nothing stopping you from bouncing. You can jump if you need to go and you're not going to miss anything while also giving that place for your team to continue building their inter-team relationships, especially if you're a remote team. Like That's important. All right, just a couple of ideas for making meetings not suck. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope there's at least one thing you can apply from this that will help you make better meetings and make your team love meetings and know that they're going to come into them and contribute at their highest level and you're going to get things out of it to run and move the company forward. That's one part of the overall communication cadence. If you'd like help, implementing this if you'd like uh, a second set of eyes or some advice on what you're doing and ways to make your team work better do find me i have an operations program i teach entrepreneurs just like yourself into how to create the systems and structures that are going to propel your business forward help you grow that team that you need to succeed communicate provide stability to everyone in your organization so you can grow to levels that you have never imagined it all comes from within and the energy that we're building inside the team and how they can support us as leadership 
to move the company forward. All right, do find me on the on the interwebs. It's adamliet.com. Uh, you can also find me in my Facebook group uh, where we talk all about operations, and I have a lot of free trainings available there. Uh, it's adamliet.com slash Facebook, or just go into Facebook and search for Smooth Operations. Until then, operators, lead the way, and I'll see you next time. Hey, before you bounce out of here, I have a free strategy session available exclusively for my podcast audience. In this 30-minute phone call, we'll unveil the immediate steps you can take to operationalize your business and put you back in the driver's seat. Just go to www.adamliette.com and click start here.